I got ready to preach over at Ranger. I was reading scripture and I kept stumbling around and looking around as I was reading and and I realized that I had forgotten my notes and you know how bad that can be. And then when I got here, I went to my desk. First thing I did was grab my notes and put them here and was carrying them in here and I dropped them over here. They went everywhere. So they're not in order. It doesn't matter because God's in order. God is in order and he has a plan for us and he has a message that he would like for us to hear and I know he does. Let us pray. Most gracious and loving God, I thank you and I, thank you and I praise you, God, for this time together. I thank you for the word that has been read. Thank you for the word that will be spoken. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would just fill each one of us, God, as we listen to your word. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. There's a lot of talk these days about cleansing. You can look at anywhere you look, anywhere you go, you can see these, the, the, these things that will cleanse your colon, cleanse your body, cleanse whatever. There's so much talk about cleansing and how we need to be cleansed to get our bodies clean. But what we forget about is the most important thing we need to do is cleanse our spirit. We need to cleanse our hearts. We need to get our hearts and our spirit right with God. We need to get our hearts cleansed. And that's exactly what the scriptures are talking about today. At the very beginning, rid yourselves therefore of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Be like a newborn baby. Be like a newborn baby. We need to cleanse ourselves of all of those things and get them out so that we can hear and we can do and we can be the church that Jesus has called us to be. We talk about the cornerstone today and the cornerstone that was rejected. That cornerstone that was rejected was Jesus Christ himself. And as we look towards that cornerstone, as we look towards that rejection that he had, then we can know that when we go out and those that are around us, when we start telling them about Jesus Christ and, and we start receiving the, some of the rejection just like Christ did, that Christ has suffered through that before us and for us. He knows what we're going through. But the Holy Spirit has come and he has given us the Holy Spirit to give us the power to face that rejection, to face whatever it may be as long as we are working to keep our spirits cleansed and to keep our spirits clean and holy in the sight of God. In the rejection that we may face when we go out, it is nothing like the rejection that Jesus Christ felt. His whole nation rejecting him because they said that he could not be the Messiah because he was not setting up a kingdom on earth to rule, but yet he knew that he was setting up a kingdom in heaven where he would rule heaven and earth from that vantage point. That means those that rejected him, he rules. That means those that reject us, he rules. But that also means that those that have fallen in love with Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, He rules them as well. And as He rules them, as He rules each one of us, His church, He is building upon each one of us a kingdom of God that is there forever for eternity. And it is our job and it is our duty and it should be our joy and our pleasure to be one of those living stones that the church is built upon. Tomorrow, this church could no longer be standing. This building, this beautiful building with all of its stained glass, with the, everything that, that's in it that just brings so much beauty and pleasure and peace to all of us, could be gone tomorrow. But the church will not be gone. 
We are the church. We are his people. We are the ones that the church is being built upon for the kingdom of God. And we must be willing to sacrifice ourselves, to give of ourselves, to be one of those stones. When we look out in fear and we think there's no way I can go out and give my my Jesus story. When we look at it, we think there's no way I can tell people what Jesus has meant to me, what Jesus means to me. We need to realize that we are not the cornerstone. But that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone on which we are being built. Jesus Christ will not let us fall. He will not let us crumble if we believe on Him. Now the scriptures tell us today that those that did not believe stumbled. Those that did not believe stumbled, they fell because they could not believe in the cornerstone, that cornerstone being Jesus Christ. It tells us that there is one way, one way to get to God, to get to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, that one thing that embraces and lifts us and holds us up, Jesus Christ. When we were babies, when your babies were babies, they looked to you for nourishment. They looked to moms, for, to moms for nourishment, for, for, for milk that they needed. They looked to them for the, for, for the things that they needed in order to grow into maturity, to be healthy. When I was growing up, it was the moms that I looked to. It was the moms that I looked to to find that way that I could be one of those living stones to be built because it was the moms that taught me in Sunday school. It was some, some of you may remember, some of you may not, because I'll tell my age real quickly. Some of you may remember felt boards in Sunday school. They had the cutouts and you put them on to tell the story of Jesus as you were given the lesson. I can remember those so well. My Aunt Lee, who was my grandmother, long story, but... She was one of my Sunday school teachers. Sister Grace Hemby was one of my Sunday school teachers. My Aunt Bernice was one of my Sunday school teachers. And in their teaching me, it was the women of the church that taught me how to love Jesus. It was the women of the church that taught me that Jesus loved me. It was the moms that provided that nourishment. It was the moms that that provided the nourishment that I needed to grow spiritually. Just like the moms provide the nourishment for the newborn baby to grow physically. But we must not stop at the moms. Men, we cannot, dads, men, we cannot put all the responsibility on the moms to raise the children in the way that they should go. To raise the church in the way that it should go. Because it is our responsibility also to be the head of that household, to be the spiritual leaders. We can't put all that responsibility on mom. Nowhere does the Bible say that the man is better than the woman. But it says that we are to work side by side. Side by side to bring up our children. Side by side to bring up the church in the way that the church should be and the way that the church should be built upon the rock. Jesus also told Peter, you are the rock. Upon this rock I will build my church. We are the Peters that he was talking about. We are the Peters that he was talking about. He is using us to build his church. And to build his church it starts first within our hearts. Within our homes. 
within our work. We think the church starts inside these walls, but it doesn't. It doesn't. And I will tell you, the church will not end inside these walls either. As beautiful as our sanctuary is. As comforting and peaceful as it is to come into the doors and just feel his presence. This is not the church. This is the church. We have a duty. And we have a duty that we should love. A duty that we should cherish. We have a duty that we should go forth with joy and singing. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. We should be able to sing that to others. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow no matter what is coming your way. No matter what loss you may have. No matter what you think tomorrow may bring. Because he lives, we can face it. God has called us to be the church. He's called us to be built upon the stone that the chosen people had rejected. And then things had to change. When Israel rejected the Messiah, things had to change. And in that change came the salvation of the Gentiles. The salvation of you and I. The salvation that would come to be the church. It says, now you are the chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You, meaning us, the church, who did not reject a risen Christ, who did not reject a Christ that had Gone to be with, with the Lord, with God, with His Father, to sit with Him, to be with Him, to rule with Him. How do we handle our acceptance of the cornerstone? How do we handle our acceptance of the cornerstone? Do we want to go and hide and, and maybe be that, you know, with the cornerstone, sometimes you can take those out and there's a little hole in there, there's something there. Do we want to go hide in that? That's where they found old Rip, right? Do we want to go hide in that? Or do we want to be out and alive and living and moving and breathing and being the breath and the hands and the feet and the eyes of and the mouth of God? People in this world, people in our community, hear and see everything that we say and do. They know the attitudes from which we do it. What do they think about our cornerstone? What do they think about our cornerstone? Our Jesus, our Lord. Are our lips being used to build the kingdom of God? Are our hands being used to comfort and hold those that are hurting to build the kingdom of God? Are our feet being used to go and seek and find those that are, are lost and dying to build the kingdom of God? Or do we want to hide in that cornerstone.
Leave the, the rest up to someone that's more bold. Someone who's got an edu- more of an education in theology. Doesn't mean anything, people. Doesn't mean anything. What matters is where's your heart? And are you willing? Are you willing to be a living stone in the church of God? Are you willing to be a living stone that is built upon that chief cornerstone of Jesus Christ? To build his church, to build his kingdom. To save the lost and the dying. Men, do we want to leave it to the moms? Moms, are we tired? Do we want to push it off to the dads? Or do we want to be the church? Do we want to be the church as a whole? Do we want to be the church where the Holy Spirit comes and the Holy Spirit fills us with power, power to go out of these doors and to reach the lost and to be the church? It's easy to come inside. It's easy to come inside and sit in the chair, sit in the pew, preach a sermon, teach a Sunday school class, The difficulty comes when we walk out the doors because that's where the real, real work begins. That's where the real work begins. Who is our chief cornerstone? Is it the things of the world that work fall and crumble? The brick and mortar will one day be no more. Or is it Jesus Christ? Is he our chief cornerstone that will stand in support of his people throughout eternity? The one that will stand with God in support of his people. The one that rules with power and mercy. And forgiveness and love and justice. Who is your cornerstone? We prepare today for communion. And as we prepare for communion, we must understand that as we come, that we need to be like the first verse cleansed of all of these things. By new and whole. That we must come as a forgiven people with clean and pure and holy hearts, as righteous as we can be as we kneel before God. Nothing that we have done has just happened by circumstance. If we let God be in control of our lives, he will find a way in every step that we take, every word that we speak, every hand that we extend. He will find a way to change someone's life. And you know, surprisingly enough, that life may just be yours. It may be your heart. That needs to be softened. Maybe it's mine. Maybe my heart needs to be softened. 
so that I can see and feel and know the presence of the Holy Spirit. So that I can know that for, for certainty that I am one of those living stones upon which he will build his church. As we prepare our hearts this morning for communion, I want you to ask yourself, who is your cornerstone? What is your cornerstone? Are you willing to be a living stone to build the church of God, the kingdom of God? Not the United Methodist Church, not First United Methodist Church, but the kingdom of God. He's called us to be his church, to reach out to the hurting, the lost, the dying, to encourage those who have strayed, to bring hope, to bring hope and newness to his chosen people. Most gracious God, With joy, with joy, I want to be a living stone. With joy, I want to be one that is used to build your kingdom, to build your church. With joy, make us a church. Make us the church, the church body that looks way beyond these walls into the eternal lives of those we meet. With open arms, with extended hands, with words of kindness, let us build your kingdom. As we come to the altars this morning, as we come to the altars this morning, God, I ask, as we make our way down, that you cleanse our hearts, that you take away the impurities that would cause us to stumble. Let us not reject the cornerstone. But let us look to the cornerstone as our foundation.